to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which, in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between like five and seven of them. Um, field some calls at the end of most of the episodes and uh, just give our honest reaction to the stuff that we hear. It's usually stuff that we're hearing for the first time, not necessarily the first time being exposed to the band, but typically the first time being exposed to that particular release. The idea is to get new music out into the world, whether we detest it or really enjoy it. We typically encourage people to go out and support it if they do happen to enjoy it, to purchase the releases, to uh, see the bands live when that becomes a thing again. Who knows when that'll be? Um, But, uh, you know, we're not a review show. We're not really making value judgments about the music that we hear for the most part. There are some notable exceptions to that, uh, but those are few and far between. By and large, we just really like punk and hardcore and all the related minutiae. So we get together and talk about it for a couple weeks and, uh, and, and give you guys an opportunity to, for some reason, listen in, which uh, I guess, you know, at least a handful of you uh, feel compelled to do. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, um, we got a lot of things to cover up top. Oh, oh, we do. Yeah. We got a lot of things to cover up top this week. Okay. Um, so first of all, I feel like, I, so I learned something What's that? about about you. About last, me. About you last night, Nate. What's that? Well, I learned something from your partner. Okay. I feel like congratulations are in order. For what? For your newfound marriage. Oh, yeah. We had to get married to get her health insurance. Yeah, that's right. You're a married man. I thought you knew that. I didn't know that. I did did not know that. Uh, I I, I didn't really tell anyone because, like, who gives a shit? I mean, I guess she she gives a shit. She she gives a shit. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Because that's what I said. She said something like, well, we were talking off air right before we started recording about your new mustache. And she had texted me last night about how much she detested it. Um, and she did not find sympathetic ears because I'm a mustache man and I enjoy it quite a lot. But I like, uh, I like, I like the, my mustache for like the way it totally makes me look like a different person. Right. It's awesome. It's really, it's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, she said something along the lines of, well, I'm the one who married him. And I said, oh, are you guys secretly married? And she said, yes, secret in the sense that Nate doesn't see fit to tell anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so, yeah, so that so that happened. She got late, well, let go, right? And right. she didn't have any health insurance. And we were trying to find a way to get her on mine. And my health insurance for who I work for is really liberal. Like, all yeah. you have to be is with some, like, be with somebody, I think, for like, uh, like literally no amount of time and have a joint account. Right. Right. Which that's is it, dope. Right. But I don't yeah. have, we don't have a joint account in right. anything. Right. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's weird. I, I think it's maybe more common. I don't know, but we just don't. And, um, um, so going around, I was like, okay, well, how can we get around this? Cause otherwise we would have to like have a joint. Oh, it's five months. We had to have a joint account for five months. Yeah. And, um, I said, well, I, I guess we'll just fucking get married, and then that way you have health insurance. Yeah. Um, and that was Very it. Very and, and that is that is. So the reason that you know, like, people make a big deal, like, congratulations. I'm like, who gives a shit, man? Right. Like, she's gonna listen to this and hate this, right? <laughs> but it's nothing that like I haven't said to her. It's like, it's literally the most cynical exploit of like, you know, sacrament and tradition. Sure. Uh, in order to like get something that is needed. That's it. 
Right. And nothing nothing has changed about your relationship as far as the, the facts on the ground. You know what I mean? No, I'm still horrible and distant <laughs> and, um, you know, difficult. Um, and um, nothing else has changed. I mean, so, like, it doesn't fucking matter. And, right. and I don't know. You know, the, here's the thing. I, I, I don't I don't put any weight behind tradition and ceremony and things like that. None. Sure. Literally none. Right. Yeah. Could not mean less to me. You know? So like, you know, people the reason I didn't tell anybody is for this very reason, because people are like, oh, congratulations. Who gives a fuck? Right? <laughs> I don't give a yeah. fuck if you're married. I don't give for a sure. fuck if any of you guys are married. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your kids. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your family. I don't give a fuck about your family history. I don't give a fuck. Right? Right. And like you know, it's and like I had like I I told somebody at work. Well, I got out at work, and then people were sending me like congratulations emails and shit. Sure. And I I, I just I didn't, but I just wanted to like put together a fucking like organization wide email. I'm like, listen, guys, this is this is the exact reason why I'm cynical about this. You know, the tradition of marriage, right? This yeah, is yeah, definitely the exact reason, right? Because sure. it is unless you believe in magic. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it is utterly weightless. Yeah, magic, or you're like you got a real hard on for the state to sanction your romantic relationship. Yeah, like that's the other thing too. It's like, yeah, like why would I want outside parties involved in like my any any of my relationships? Sure, like yeah. it's you know you and I's friendship, relationship with my dad, or my relationship with my partner. Like, why would I want any outside legal body or any observatory body involved in that whatsoever? Yeah, I think that's entirely reasonable. And and like I wasn't even going to say anything to my family. Right. Right? Because like who again, who gives a <laughs> shit? You know? Like yeah. I I just wasn't because um but I ended up doing so and like, you know, especially like the older of my two sisters, she got really fucking misty-eyed about it cuz she gives a shit. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and, and it's like you know, everybody in our family except for me has been divorced at least twice. Right. Don't tell me this fucking means anything to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Well, like, you're, the, you're the great hope for the for the family. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, uh, my younger my younger sister, the youngest younger of the two, um, you know, she hasn't been divorced, but you know that's yeah. coming, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. I Statistically, mean, that's what, listen, that's what's to be expected, and I don't want to go down some deep philosophical, like pseudo biological fucking route. But like, like that's what's to be expected. Sure. Right. So whatever. Yeah. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get some shit for what <laughs> the past five minutes of me fucking going on. Um, you know, but whatever, because like I said, it's not like it made me any different. I'm still horrible. <laughs> well, if anything, the last five minutes are a perfect testament to that fact. Um, so it's a nice, tidy way to wrap up your you know, uh, your point there. Yo, know, and and like, how irritating do you, like do you find? I hate going. Like everybody says, oh, I hate going to weddings. No, you don't. No, you don't. You fucking go. But like, I literally don't. I I find it. I find the 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 spiel. Whether it's a religious ceremony or not, I always find the spiel beforehand so deeply personally insulting. For like, sure. like there's just there's a fucking ball of needles inside of me that just starts rolling around. 
um, whenever I hear all the fucking, you know, empty fucking words, especially at a religious wedding, don't even get me fucking started, right? Yeah, those are especially infuriating. Take your fucking book, shove it way up your fucking ass until it's in your fucking larynx and you choke to death on it. You know what I mean? Well, the last time that we, you and I even attended anything even related to a a wedding, um, it was just the the reception. Yeah. Um, And we... We're only there for probably 25 minutes, I want to say. Who's maybe 30. I can't remember. Was it Colin and Bridget, maybe? Oh, yeah, it was. And we hung out. We gave them some salt and pepper shakers that were skull-shaped that we bought at the truck shop, truck stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I went, I went, to, I went to John Fett's wedding. Yeah. Uh, but then we just stood outside and eavesdropped on people's conversations and st- stood there smirking to ourselves and lambasting them going god what a bunch of fucking losers yeah yeah i i just don't you know i don't i don't fucking get it man you know and let me tell you right now if anybody's listening and they're in a bad marriage especially if you got kids cut that fucking cord now because nothing (laughs) will fuck your kids up more than clinging to a doomed relationship yo that is true they will be fucked (laughs) <laughs> that that is right hey, you're better off true. you're better off just one of you fucking off and they never see you again than sticking around and fighting all the goddamn time it, it is it is true i got tossed into the middle of some very very wild oh, shit growing my, up oh and, my god right? and i would have i would have been better had it not happened jesus christ it was almost like i i, I was i was raised in a fucking blender <laughs> Yeah, for sure. There are moments of my childhood that certainly feel that way. Yeah. So that's out of the way, right? So yes, yeah. I am. I just didn't, you know, you know, my mom doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> that's incredible. Like maybe she does. Yeah. Um, maybe she does. Cause I'm sure she's talked to my sisters, but we have a, we have a, um, we'll just say less than great relationship with my mom sure. without getting into the details of it. Uh, especially right. the past. I don't know, ten years. You know, like yeah. I always thought my mom was the best growing up, but um, I still love her. But uh, boy, is she not the best. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so you know, like I just let's just say I haven't told. I, she doesn't know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, right? And yeah. honestly, it's not her fucking business. Yeah, that's that is true. Uh, you know, it's just not just because she's related to me doesn't mean it's any of her fucking business. I don't give a shit what goes on in my sister's relationships as long as they're not getting smacked around or getting fucked up or shit like that. I let them live their lives. You know, fuck off, go live your life. Let me do mine. Indeed. So before we get into the next uh, major topic that we need to address before we jump into this week's episode, um, I just wanted to plug real quick because because typically we do all the plugging at the end of the show and we will still do that. But there is one thing that I wanted to plug up top just for people who don't necessarily listen through to the very end, just because I think it's a cool feature and uh, I would like the most amount of people to know about it. So we are doing weekly playlists essentially we're up to four now so we've been doing it for the last month i just uploaded my weekly playlist last night uh, or the wee hours of this morning rather um well the morning that we're recording this by the time you hear it it'll have been up for about a day um but uh so it's up via our patreon but there's no paywall to it it's just free we're just hosting it on there um that way we're not cluttering up your actual podcast feed Uh, but it's free to download and nate and i are basically just alternating back and forth every week making different playlists. Um, 
sometimes there's a loose theme involved. That has been the case so far. Um, but uh, other times there might not be. Other times it might just be a mix of shit that we were digging that week. Totally depends. But we thought it was a, a cool feature. I wrote up a, a, a half an essay last night to introduce the playlist that I put up. Um, so sometimes there, you know, there will be more or less writing accompanying it, um, depending on, I guess, how conceptual the playlist is and whatnot. But it's, uh, it's a feature that I've really enjoyed doing for the last few weeks. I fucking love making mixtapes and playlists in general. So, uh, this is right up my alley. If you dig that kind of stuff, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. You don't have to subscribe or anything. If you decide to, while you're there, cool. But it's totally free to download, and I figured I'd just plug it up top so that way anybody who doesn't listen to the end can still uh, learn about it and hopefully go check it out. So the next thing that we have to address before we jump into the queue this week is that uh, we had an episode... Well, actually, happier news first, and then we'll jump into this. Oh, yeah. Do you know- so, so I know what you're going to talk about, but I didn't right. inquire because I figured we'll just you know talk about it here. Right, yeah, exactly. But ha- happier news first. So... Do you know what you know what today? Not today, but like by the time this episode is uploaded, maybe we'll be a day out from. Do you know what what this this date marks? One year. We've been doing this for a year. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that. Um, we only missed one week, so we have fifty one episodes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been doing it for a year, which is wild. It is wild. I uh, I did not necessarily foresee that. I mean. I didn't foresee a short shelf life, but like I think when we first discussed the idea, we were just like, yeah, we'll see if anybody gives a shit and uh, throw it up. And, uh, you know, if, if 10 people fucking listen, then I guess once we get over it, we'll stop doing it. Um, but yeah, here we are a, a year on. We've got uh, fucking Patreon. We've got people that listen to us every week. It's, uh, it's pretty sick. I guess this is like, I guess this is the, the conversation that all podcasts that receive even like a modicum of uh, success or listenership have is like the, oh yeah, we never expected to actually keep doing this, but here we are talk. So I'm, uh, I'm stoked that a year on, we get to have that, that, uh, that talk. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And it's, um, I don't know. I haven't gotten bored. I, 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 I'm more and more into it actually now than I was when we started. For sure. And, uh, yeah, we talked about this maybe, well, like probably six months ago, but it's like wild how many bands we've heard in six months. And now we're, you know, 50 episodes in. And I mean, we've heard like, you know, fucking 300 bands. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And like, I was actually talking to somebody about it maybe last night or the night before. And at least speaking for myself, this is just as much an exercise for my own good as it is anybody sure. else's because it keeps me from falling into the dreaded uh old guy headspace of just revisiting the same old things that i already know that i like and not actively seeking out new shit this puts me in a position where i'm constantly inundated with new stuff and uh that i mean i don't know dude the last thing i want to do is settle into the fucking hardcore retirement plan and become you know a fucking grass is greener curmudgeonly old shithead so you know i was thinking about this the other day um well because i think about all the time because you know i don't know whenever i i i never think that i'm older than somebody yeah no i feel that for sure you know what i mean like i'll meet somebody and I just assume oh, they're fucking older than me. You know what I mean? Like, look what they're doing, right? They suck and right. they're boring. And, you know, like suddenly, like, you know, 
I don't know, put, putzing around the house is more is is takes precedent over just enjoying yourself, right? right? Which is just such a fucking horrible thing to do. Like the day that the day that like getting that fucking room painted is more important to me than like having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, oh boy, I'm gonna paint the room in in one way or another. <laughs> I was gonna say, take me out back and fucking shoot me. You know, like like yeah. it's just fucking awful, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I wonder sometimes, like with like old people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm punk rock old person, right? Sure. Um, but I don't feel literally any different than I did when I was in my fucking early twenties, right? Right. Yeah. I. At, the most I can say is I have a bit more discretion. Right. Right. But I can reflect on things because I've experienced them a bit different. That's it. But I, 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 you know, like I, I wonder like for old people, like if they're just like, God damn it. I, I, I wish I was not trapped in this fucking shell. I wish that people (laughs) wouldn't treat me like a doddering fool because, um, I, I'm still like essentially the same that I was inside when I was 25. I'm sure, I'm sure that is the case for a lot of people. Yeah. God, what a fucking living hell, right? I think I think the I think when you really become old on a on a spiritual level, on a mental level is when you accept the perception that the rest of society has about you as an old person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that's the moment your fucking spirit dies. Yeah, I'd have as to long, agree. As long as as long as you keep looking at shit through the same you know, 25 year old lens, um, and, and bucking against that shit. Um, I think, I think you can, you can, uh, pull a seven seconds and be young till you die. That's what I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Um, you know, or, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, obviously I'm not fucking old, right? It's just like, you know, I see plenty of people that are my age that literally seem older than my fucking dad. Yeah. You know? Yep, for sure. I've 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 officially gotten to the age, you know, I'm thirty now. Uh and I've officially gotten to the age where I'm meeting people who are younger than me and having that exact same experience that you just described, where I'm just like, Oh, this person's like twenty five, twenty six years old and like this is what they want out of life. Like they're a they're a project manager at a tech firm and they just they just they're, they're, like, they're like go fucking, to Applebee's every they're, day. they're like a fucking ITT tech commercial. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For, for oh, sure. What, what do I? What? What do I like? Itt Tech is giving me, um, you know, the skills, the knowledge that I, I need to to make <laughs> to make it in this field. Um, uh, HVAC um, is, uh, you know, it's 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 something I enjoy doing, and um, I've got I've got I work for a great company. What do I like <laughs> to do in my free time? Uh, I like to hang out with my kids, um, watch them watch Disney movies on repeat. Um, I like to sit on my deck and plan how I can make my deck bigger and, um, fertilize my lawn. Um, so, you know, thanks to ITT tech, I can, I can uh, do all of that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, basically, you know, I don't know, man, let's get off the fucking old guy talk. For sure. So, so the the only other thing I wanted to address before we jumped into this week's episode, um, properly, uh, a few episodes ago. We featured a band from New Jersey named Jet Jaguar, a pop punk band. And uh, we went very, very hard on that band. Probably the hardest we've gone on a band um, in a very long time, maybe ever. 
um, since we did put the official demolition green light on them and said that if you were a loyal uh, fan of the podcast, you would swing on the members of Jet Jaguar on site. Um, so has somebody actually done that? No, nobody's done that Good. to my knowledge. Good, uh, don't do that. Don't 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 be a fucking goon, right? Yeah, of course not, right? But that 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 should be self-explanatory. It's yeah, but it's not. You know that, like, sure. We like to think that the people that listen to us are, uh, you know, intelligent, functioning people, but they listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good right. point. I, had, I hadn't thought of it that way. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of um, seeing um, uh, Necrofilth and they had a record that had like a, a real syringe in it with real blood. Right. And there was a little disclaimer note that came with it. It said, yes, this is a real syringe with real blood. Don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. That was a good show, too. Yeah, I was just really I was just listening to Necrofilth last night. Great yeah. fucking band. Um, yeah, no, but that's a, that's a, an astute observation. Sure. They do listen to us for like two hours every week. So I guess to assume their level of intelligence and discretion would be ill-advised on my part. Um, so a couple days ago, I got a request in the Demolition Facebook group from Pete Zen, the okay. vocalist and guitarist of Jet Jaguar for him to join. This came directly on the heels of somebody posting a picture uh, of old Pete Zen from his Instagram. It was a public picture that he had posted. They posted it in the demo listen group, and it's him sitting without his shirt on uh, with like an S&M paddle of some sort. And they just posted it saying, hey, look who popped up in my feed. This was on like my Instagram explore page. Old Pete Zen. Well, hey, you know what, Pete? Fucking get it, right? That's what, that's my, what I'm saying. My God, if I was sitting without my shirt on and had an S and M paddle, uh-huh. oh, what a vomitous <laughs> image! Right, right, yeah. You're Pete. You're you're 26. You're fit. You know what I mean. Lap it up, man. It's you're you're you. You're in the perfect position to be sitting shirtless on the internet with an S and M paddle. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, there was some clownery about Jet Jaguar going on in the thread. And then I saw Pete's request to join the Demolist and Facebook group. And of course, I immediately approved it because that's the spirit of the group. That's the hey, spirit of the podcast. Right. We welcome Chaos all comers. <laughs> exactly. We, we welcome all comers. Uh, the, the Facebook group is the Wild West. It is a true anarchist commune. Um, there are no gods. There are no masters, no overseers. Um, you know, it's the Wild West. There's no sheriff. I'm merely the barkeep. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, literally one of the gods is entirely absent from the world. Indeed. <laughs> yes, right? that, that right? is, that is that's true. That's yes. the kind of god I would be too, isn't it? I'd make a fucking world. I'd make it a hellhole and I'd be like, ah, fucking I'm bored and throw it over my shoulder and walk away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The absentee god. <laughs> so, so I let him in, obviously. It's in the spirit of the group, in the spirit of the show. Um, and he commented on there and said something like, uh, all of you guys fuck my butt or something. Um, and I said, all right, Pete Zen has spoken. Good to have you here. You know, he was, uh, in there for a minute, promptly left the group about midnight that night. This is probably three days ago. Now I get a message from him on Facebook that says simply thanks, bud. And I said, thanks for what? And he said, I listen to the podcast. You know what I'm talking about. And I said, well, I just wanted to clarify if you were thanking me for letting you in the podcast group so that you had an opportunity to defend yourself or if you were referencing the podcast. And then I just said, hey, just for the record, as pertains to the podcast, 
I hope that this would be self-evident, but obviously we don't wish you any genuine ill will. Uh, I don't actually want you to kill yourself or flip your van. That said, we do think your ban is really bad, and I do have to stand by revoking your straight edge pass. But beyond that, no hard feelings. Yeah. And uh, he hit me back with a pretty long-winded diatribe that was like, it, uh, it highlighted a, a, a gross misunderstanding of the nature of the podcast for sure, which I suppose I can't blame somebody in a pop punk band who stumbled across our podcast for not really getting it. Um essentially saying i don't give a fuck if you like my band or not but like i'm not i'm not which is good that's that's a good way to lead you shouldn't um but you know i'm not straight edge for you or anybody else you know you can think you're the king of straight edge but you can't take my straight edge card away from me (laughs) (laughs) which was so good yeah um and then said you know the person who set that in is a guy who's friends with ex-bandmates of mine who who stole money from us so like they did that. It was a calculated move and you're just a pawn in their game. And I said, well, I'm happy to be a pawn in that game because it produced some really good podcast content. So it is what it is. But I was like, look, man, I, I don't want to deign to give you advice. You're a grown man. I'm a grown man. Um, but if I could impart any wisdom onto you as somebody who's been clowned to hell and back on the internet, um, you just got to let it roll off, man. Like we clowned you on our show. It is what it is. Move on with your life. It's no big deal. So at that point, I get a video chat request from Pete. So I said, fuck yeah, I'm going to talk to this guy for sure. sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So I picked up. And I was like, what's up, man? And he was like, yo, can we talk about this? I said, yeah, for sure. He said, all right, well, basically, you know, somebody sent my band into the podcast. You guys railed on it. You guys trashed it. And I just feel like it's very low hanging fruit because like somebody set the pop punk band into the the hardcore podcast and like it just seems really easy, you know, oh, and like well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on a second here. Yeah. There's plenty of pop punk that I like. Sure. Me too. Right. So, you know, what what we heard when we listened to to um what we heard when we listened to Jet Jaguar is mm-hmm. not what I would call pop punk. No, me neither. <laughs> it's that that lives in its own world. He actually asked me at some point during the the conversation, "Well, do you even like any pop punk?" And I said, "Yeah, I love the Screeching Weasel, the Queers." And he's like, "Well, that's just punk." And I said, "No, that's that's kind of like that is pop punk to me." But this is besides the point. So, so he was like, "You know, I just feel like it's low hanging fruit, blah blah blah. Like we're you know we're down for hardcore. Like we like hardcore. Like." <laughs> Like, okay. you know, why wouldn't you make fun of like somebody like who isn't like down for the scene or whatever? And he was yeah. like, he, he was like, you know, don't I, I was trying to be really nice to him and like not scoff and laugh and shit. But he was like, he was like, you know, like, I just feel like, yeah, we, you know, we play in this shitty pop punk band, whatever. But like, I just feel like gatekeeping the scene or whatever sucks because like it's just this small community and we I feel like we should all be on the same team. And I was just like, ah, dude, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I don't know about the teams thing, man. You know, I was like, look, you play in a shitty pop punk band. You kind of reap what you sow on that front. You put that out into the world. I can't help you if it lands on our desk. Like, we're going to say what we have to say. So it's not small, right? Not really. It's it is. But like, relatively speaking, it's it's pretty extensive. You know what I'm saying? I can absolutely guarantee you. Right. Yeah. There are more people. Okay. So like the other day I was listening to, um, 
this uh, EP by a band called Crick Shorter, which fucking ripped, right? Oh, that's that's in the that's in the queue tonight. I haven't oh, is it okay? Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like it fucking rips, and yeah. uh, I can absolutely guarantee you that that Jet Jaguar has a much higher chance of success mm-hmm. and like notoriety, not notoriety, but like like recognizability and likability sure. than a band like Craig Shorter. Right. Right. Like it's not, it's not fucking small dude. Like, yeah. yeah if, if you're playing in a, sh- like a shitty fucking radio pop band mm-hmm. at fucking DIY shows, it's good. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it sucks. But like, so does your fucking band. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you, you're picking the wrong fucking audience, right? Yeah. Go, yeah for you sure. know what I mean? Like, I don't know, go see if you can get fucking Disneyland to pipe your shit in or something like that. <laughs> for sure. Right. It, bas- it, it basically I- boiled down to him being concerned that uh, our, our lambas- lambasting of his band um, and Jet Jaguar becoming a bit of a meme among our listenership for the last couple of weeks um, was going to ruin their chances of success because they were a new band and they didn't have uh, their legs under them yet and we were going to derail their upward trajectory into success. Oh, come um, on. So, all right. So I knew that... So you told me that he, he like, you know, messaged you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, like, I, personally, uh-huh. this all seems beneath me. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Like this is, this is, this is well beneath me. And, um, I based like literally just forgot the name of the fucking band 60 seconds ago. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't literally never, I, I have not thought about that band basically since like, you know, we, we, we listened to them. Sure. Um, because it's in one ear and out the other and, and, and like, it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. Indeed. <sighs> I have to say, though, just to sort of peek my head back in the fucking door before I close it. Yeah. I am genuinely disappointed at how much of a whiny bitch Pete Zen is. <laughs> yeah, man, that was kind of my feeling, too. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, dude, come the fuck on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am a grown fucking man that is sitting in a basement of toys. That's what I said to him, man. You know what I mean? That like, that, you know, like who gives a shit? Right. Right. I mean, I mean like, like you're clearly going for something else. And like, if you got a problem with the person that sent the shit in, well, that's your fucking problem. And that's that person's fucking problem. It ain't my fucking problem. Indeed. Um, You know, like none of this is my fucking problem. Right. And 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 if somebody's like ego is so fucking fragile that two nobodies laughing at the well, well like one guy laughing maliciously at the fucking band. <laughs> yeah. You know, um is enough to like derail you, then you've already lost the fucking war, dude. That's kind of my feeling, man. That's, like, that's so, what... you know, I guess don't be a baby. Yeah. And 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 that's it. And and I'm going to close the door on Jet Jaguar. Yeah. And be done. Yeah. yeah, my my closing thought on that cuz that's really the main reason that I brought it up is just, you know, A, it's kind of entertaining, but B, because if if I were to give somebody a step-by-step guide on how best to get further lambasted by me, it would be 
every single thing that Pete Zen from Jet Jaguar did. What you could have done is come back at me and said, hey, heard the podcast, you know, no hard feelings, but fuck you. You know, my band rips, you're you're an idiot, but hey, it is what it is. And I would have said, hey, yeah, yo, respect. Um, or I've had bands, you know, clap back at me. That's fun too. Um, but basically coming to me at midnight on a Friday, begging me to not make fun of you anymore because it's going to hurt your band's career trajectory is like the opposite. It's the direct opposite of what will work. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, if you're that worked up about it, you probably should focus on something other than your fucking band. For sure. For sure, dude. Because like Nate just said, uh, if the opinion of two nobodies who collect D&D miniatures and do a podcast about hardcore punk in their spare time affects you on any level, you need to seek therapy immediately. <laughs> That's really my only thought about it. So yeah. we, we can close the door on Jet Jaguar, but I just wanted to address that as as sort of a uh, teachable moment to, the, to anybody else listening to the podcast who who may um, decide to take umbrage with something that we say about your band. Hey, don't. It doesn't matter what we say. That's why I always say at the top of the episode, you know, even if we do make value judgments, they're the value judgments of two cretins who aren't even thinking about what we say before it comes out of our fucking mouths. So right. Who gives a shit? Right. So so when you said that he got a hold of you, I was hoping that it either went the way that you described or he was going to get like super fucking aggro about it. That would have been sick. And I was like, God damn, see now fucking Pete Zen stepping up to the fucking plate. Right, right, right. right? I would have liked that for sure. But instead, man, come on. Anyway, yeah. like I said, I'm closing the fucking door. Indeed, indeed. So on that note, let's get into the good shit. Uh, let's get into the uh, the queue for this week. So first up, we have got Terminal Nation with Holocene Extinction. This has been making the rounds on social media. I've seen a lot of people posting about it. It is a uh, death metal band. They uh, Their new LP is out on 20 Bucks Spin. Um, I've heard it's uh, really solid, kind of politically tinged death metal shit, um, which I fuck with for sure. Then next up, we have got Taking Meds, the meds you deserve. We had them in the queue maybe last week, the week before. We've had them on the show week. before. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, EP from the New York-based Matty indie rock band that are good homies of mine. Threw them back in the queue this week. Then we have got Cartridge. Uh, they're split with Wet Specimens. Um, Eric sent this over. He had sent the Wet Specimens tra- track over, and I don't think we got around to it. Um, this and Then this week he sent over the, uh, the Cartridge track. We had Cartridge on... We had their uh, Overleva demo or uh, EP on a few months ago and, and thought it was uh, fairly solid. It wasn't, wasn't like brain melting, but it was like solid, capable D-beat stuff. So I'm interested to hear this. Then we have the uh, band that you mentioned a few minutes ago, ago Craig Schoeder. Um, I have not heard this yet. I know it is a collaboration between some uh, musicians in Norway and some musicians in California, I believe. And I saw a bunch of people posting about this in the group. Um, our homie Micah picked up a copy of this. Um, seems like it's ripping uh, DB informed hardcore stuff. Then we have got Modern Color. Um, Modern Color is a band that played at my house early on uh, when we first started doing shows at the Bug House like two years ago now. Really dope band from California playing, I I guess, what could loosely be described as post-hardcore. I use that term in the most endearing way possible, uh, describing bands like Quicksand, Far, 
um, you know, failure, that kind of stuff. This is definitely in that world. They have a new LP out that I have not heard yet that uh, I kind of hope we land on because I really enjoyed their last seven inch Portuguese blend. Then we have got Ixius. Uh, they're split with Deterioration. This is a grindcore band from Washington, D.C. that John Fent set in. Um, I dig Deterioration, um, so uh, we'll see how this is. He said it's ripping and uh, unhinged as grindcore should be, so hopefully that uh, lives up to the hype. Then we've got Chat Pile with Remove Your Skin, Please. This was sent in by resident drunk dialer Tim Neff. Um, I don't know anything about this whatsoever. He didn't provide any uh, context for it. He just sent it in the email. Then we have got Hevrat. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Hevrat Hashemal. Um, they are an Israeli band that uh, Kawi Diaz sent over. Um, said it was rad, kind of post-punky infused Israeli weirdo shit, which seems cool. Okay. Then we have got Unit with What's It All For. We had uh, we had Unit on again like a couple months ago. They came out with an EP uh, or a single back in May called Crashing, and it was pretty good, capable, straight ahead hardcore. They are a San Antonio based band. Um, Stout listener and again resident caller of the show sent this in. And then last up, we have got Spaceships with their record Pillars. So. This was sent in by Nathaniel, who plays in this band. I uh, Nathaniel's an acquaintance of mine. They're based out of South Bend, Indiana, a couple hours northwest of here. Nathaniel got me a, a job freelance writing with a company a couple years ago. Super nice dude. Um, is convinced that we will probably lambast this and was incredibly hesitant about sending it in and after much deliberation decided to just go ahead and bite the bullet and send it over. It's, I think, kind of like dreamy shoegazy stuff i basically I, i've known he's been in this band for a minute i've never listened to it just because like the graphic design the description everything about it uh leads me to believe that this will super not be in my lane and uh i well i guess if we land on tonight we'll find out so let's uh let's roll the dice and see what we get all right hold on a second because i gotta take a giant shit uh, okay. <laughs> okay sick i've been eating a lot of quinoa so hold on word go for it all right, I'm back. All right, where do you want to roll that dice? Yeah. Okay. The whole time you were reading that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll the dice. Um, six. All right. Six is Ixius. They're split with deterioration. The band camp is ixius.bandcamp.com. It is spelled I-X-I-A-S. They are based out of Washington, D.C. They play grindcore, and they were sent to us by John Fett. As I said, when John Fett came up a few episodes ago, one of the nicest dudes I know, huge grind and power violence fan, um, definitely, uh, I guess, enjoys more of it than I do. Maybe maybe doesn't necessarily uh, hold grind and PV bands to, to the same um standard of quality that I personally look for in the stuff that I enjoy. So his, his um, endorsement is not necessarily a guarantee of me enjoying it, but I'm willing to try it out. And they do in a suck cover on here, which is a good sign. Yeah. Um, so let's maybe just listen to the, the first two songs. Songs There's only three songs, um, and the third one is in a suck cover. So let's maybe just listen to both the first two, because that is not even two minutes of music. So Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, let's do that. 
So we were, we were going to listen to Swarm and Marginalia by Ixius off of their split with Deterioration. Okay, so we just heard the songs Swarm and Marginalia by Ixius off of their split with Deterioration. Nate, what'd you think about that? Uh, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, but a couple things. Um, I wish that there were a bit more, a little more in, in the, in the you know, basically a minute 50 that we listened to. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a little more riffs to chew on. Yeah. Um, like just stick with it. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, because there were some pretty cool riffs in there, but they didn't stick around long enough for me to like get the flavor, um, right. so to speak. Um, yeah. and, and I kinda, I, I kinda felt like, and, and it's their thing, whatever. I mean, this was well, well fucking played, but mm-hmm. the stop, start, stop, start stuff just kind of like breaks the fucking aggression and momentum a lot of times. And I felt it did that with this too. Um, yeah, a little bit. And that production was not it wasn't the type of production i want to hear for something like this like this was kind of like i don't know personally i mean obviously i don't know these guys i'm looking at the picture of them there at the beach they look like Mm -hmm. they play in a fucking grind band right they do especially the dude in the left that dude doesn't fucking play in anything but either a death metal band a doom band or a grind band right for sure right um it's a hot dog and a hamburger yeah um and (laughs) You know, the fucking hot dog, if he shaved his beard and got a haircut, could be in any fucking, like, energetic hardcore band. Right. But, uh, the hamburger on the left is not playing in anything other than a scuzzy fucking death metal doom or grind band. That's correct, yes. Um, and honestly, I'm just... Listen, I am a heavy set man. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, I have uh, flaps and shit um, <laughs> underneath my shirt. Uh-huh. But uh, if you're going to go to the beach... And if you're going to wear those glasses and if you're going to look like that, fuck it. Just wear shorts and take your shirt off. 
Agreed, man. Like I get it, you're a ginger, you might burn, but they make they make fucking sunscreen, right? Because you would you would look so much shittier with your shirt off. Right, which is that should be the goal. Right. But all aspersions aside, you know, they look like they're in a fucking grind band. And you know, the stop start stuff works if like again, there are a few bands that I like to pull it off, like the bigger bands, you know, obviously like, you know, Pig Destroyer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott Hall's got fucking riffs um, sure. yeah. that like you can fucking bite into and chew on and think about during the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like this was too, um, I guess, schizophrenic and um, didn't really give me anything to like dig into. And you know what? That's kind of the beauty of Grind is it's, you know, it's literally is its intent is to be unlistenable. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like at, at, at its origin, it's seed, right? Now right. that doesn't mean the grind. Like I said before, when we what, what band did we talk about that was all poop and pee? Uh, yeah, the joke band. It was um, like a, uh, yeah, band based on piss. I can't remember. The yeah, like when grind is fucking ripping at its best, it is hands down like the best fucking sh- subgenre under the umbrella. Right it, for me. Like nothing approaches it in in, in in aggression and like just pure fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Nothing approaches it, right? You listen to fucking Discordance Axis and I'm, you know, fucking Insect Warfare. I don't give a fuck. That's the best goddamn grind band in the past 20 years. Sure. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And it's funny. It's funny you bring up Discordance Axis because I was actually going to, I was going to bring them up in talking about this band. Yeah. So, um, there, so yeah, I, I heard a bit of that in there too, but mm-hmm. again, there's a bit more to chew on in the songs. Right, exactly. Yeah, because I, so I was going to say like my most favor, favorable comparisons uh, when hearing this would be like Discordance Axis and like early Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, there, there are notes of potential for way better songs in the under two minutes of music that I just heard. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? Or, sure. Like there, the the musicianship is there. Um, I think the songwriting uh, indicates a an ability to compose at a level that is probably beyond what was presented here, and maybe you're limited by your ideas of what you want the band to be. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. the scope is intentionally limited and that's within your, the, the creative guidelines that you've set out for this band, in which case, fair enough, do your thing. Um, but if you're just not doing it because you feel like it would be too lofty or it, w- I don't know what, like pretentious, I mean, the production's already good. You're already playing riffs that are like more technically proficient and discernible than a lot of grind bands do. Um, the effort is already clearly above and beyond what the vast majority of sort of like dread mullet mince core bands play. Right. Yeah. So and I'm like, really glad that this didn't fall in that camp. Really. Same. Cool. Yeah. Same. But s- since you're already, you've already taken that first step into a larger world, I would like to see this fleshed out. I would like to see the song lengths, um, beefed up just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, these ideas explored a little bit more as you said, Nate, maybe rest on a couple of those riffs for a little bit longer and actually explore them. Um, because yeah, the best moments of this reminded me of discordance axis immediately. When I've heard the first riff in the first song, I immediately thought, Oh shit, are we going to get some like competent discordance axis worship? That's not a thing we hear a lot. And there was definitely hints of that in here, but it would be cool to hear those ideas explored, uh, more completely. 
Um, yeah, and, because and, this this didn't suck by any means. It was, I mean, it was competently played, you know. Right, and like you know, the fucking just having a, a, a suck song on there, um, you know, the reference checks are all in the fucking right place too. For sure, um, yeah. You know, I mean, Annie Capital is one of my favorite fucking records of the '90s. Yeah, um, I mean that record smashes, and I salt mines off a of fucking you know Misery Index, which I think is an inferior record to Anti Capital, but whatever. Mm. Um, but uh you know it's uh yeah the, the reference checks are all there i just would like a little more to fucking think about and a little more to fucking chew on yeah for sure for sure but you know those those critiques aside um this this gave me this gave me more than what i typically expect from contemporary grind especially you know when i, I mean? only see two people yeah for sure right for sure. I'm, I'm always see... expecting the worst with, right. the, with a two-piece grind ensemble when right. i see a two-piece and i see a hot dog and a hamburger i'm like okay here we fucking go right yep but some low effort party mints no this was this was much higher effort and much more um uh th- this surprised me and it, it was much more proficiently performed than i expected agreed let's uh let's roll the dice then all right seven Seven is Hevrat Hashalmal. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I would bet probably 20 bucks that I'm not. This is the Israeli band that I talked about when we were discussing the queue. This is their demo. Let's see. This was sent in to me by... Let me, uh, let me take a look here. Was this a Kawi submission? Yeah, this was I a Kawi so. submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just said, weird riffs, post-punk noise rock with industrial bass tones out of Israel. Um, second track is the longest, but caught my attention the most. Also, all of their last names are electric, which is fucking sick. Yeah, it is sick. <laughs> that is sick. Ben electric, gal electric, gal electric, and Ziv electric. Right. Have have a fucking like theme for the band, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've been listening to the Damned all week, so I'm 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 in the mood for punk rock theatrics and yeah, yeah. and stage names and shit. You know, yeah. I was I was watching some uh, some like early Damned live TV performances. And just like them coming out and like crazy ass get ups and like, oh man, I just, we've talked about it on the show before and I won't get on a diatribe about it because I want to listen to this, but man, I, I really miss like theatricality and punk. showmanship, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, the showmanship. Sure. I mean, a little goes a long way and even doing anything better than just fucking standing there. You know what I mean? For sure, man. You know, it sure. match, if you're going to stand there, have matching outfits and deadpan it. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. Just something, right? But whatever. Yeah. These guys might uh, fucking suck. You know, they, 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 they might. They, they, they decided to go with the electric thing. And, uh, you know, it might turn out that they fucking suck. So <laughs> it, it might. Uh, so I guess maybe, maybe there is their English name, maybe the electric company. I think that maybe their name, Hevrat Hashal Mall, uh, translates to the electric company. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Because it says the electric company on the on the demo, right? Um, so let's uh, let's let's take Kawi's suggestion and listen to the second song, Mercury in Retrograde. So we're going to hear Mercury in Retrograde by Hevrat Hashalmal off of their demo. All right. Mercury <laughs> Benesiga. האנרגיות רעות, השבוע נימנע מהוצאות מיותרות, דברים הם לא כפי שנראים, צפויה תקלה בתוכניות, 
אתה בורר בחברים ולא מפגין רגשות יש לך בעיה עם סמכות יש לך בעיה עם סמכות יש לך בעיה עם סמכות יש לך בעיה So we just heard the song Mercury in Retrograde by the band Hevrat Hahashmal off of their demo. They are a band from Occupied Palestine. Nate, what would you think about that? That's a keeper. That's really good. Uh, that was really fucking good. I like that a lot. Um, Same. I think that that was, that was one of the better things that we've heard in a while that wasn't just like hardcore. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, that sounded like to me the whole time in my mind, I, like I was playing like a fucking foot chase scene in like an indie fucking noir film that was like in high contrast, black and white or something. Yeah, man, I could totally see that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I love the fact that it was that, that it was sung in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that made it more mysterious to, you know, somebody that doesn't speak Hebrew, Indeed. um, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, I really liked that a lot. That was, uh, that was perfect. Yeah, it was great, man. Um, I really loved the uh, the the weird guitar tone on yeah. the uh, on the verses too. It was fucking awesome. It sounded like maybe there was like a keyboard underneath it or something, but it was really really good. Uh, yeah. I liked everything about that pretty much. Yeah, um, I wish it were something physical, but uh, I'll keep it bookmarked and keep it in mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely gonna listen to the rest of that. Really wish there were a tape I could purchase right now, because yeah, that was really really good. It was. Uh, it was in the lineage of definitely first wave post-punk, hyper-sparse stuff, early Gang of Four, pre-Joy Division, Warsaw, um, Swell Maps. There, Basically, this had the DNA of a lot of shit that is some of my favorite music ever produced in it. Um, yeah, there was really nothing, nothing I didn't like about this. And, and importantly, it was fucking cool. Right, it, it wasn't the bass cool. line was cool. Everything about the way it sounded was cool. This is the kind of music that when you put it on, people know you're fucking cool. <laughs> right, you're a step ahead. 
right? Right. Because then yes. they're going to hear this in some fucking Sundance pick that is like blowing up on Netflix out of fucking Israel or occupied Palestine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's going to like blow everybody's fucking mind and like, God damn, what was that track? And be like, well, I've known about that track for two years. In fact, yeah. I don't even like it anymore. That's how long I've known about it. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, you know, if, if I, I learned something the other week, because so a woman that I've, I've been talking to for the better part of a month and a half, two months now, she is the barely tangentially aware of like punk and hardcore. Yawn. Like she she knows it exists. Right. <laughs> she she knows it exists and that's about it. Like she right. doesn't listen to it. But she enjoys you and I's rapport, so she listens to every episode of the show, but she doesn't really listen to the music. Okay. But she heard, uh, so she usually, when the song starts, she'll like hear like 10 seconds and be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this and skip through the song. Um, but, uh, she listened to the episode that we had that had the, um, the mall on it. Oh yeah. And like was getting ready to skip and then heard the mall come on and was like, oh, this is actually dope. And like texted me and was like, yo, I finally listened to like a band on the show that was sick, that band, the mall. And I was like, shit, you like that? She was like, yeah, it was awesome. Like, you know, it was like synthy and shit. And the mall is like as far as post-punk goes, not super accessible. I mean, it's like not, it's not crazy inaccessible. It's not super obtuse, but it's not like new order. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it just tells me that like, if the potential is there for just like, you know, a target shopper to really fuck with the mall, the potential is there for the Sundance Film Festival attendees to fuck with Hevra Hahash Mall for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the potential for crossover is there. So you're right. We got to get in on the ground floor with this shit so that by the time it pops off, we can already claim we've been, we've been known. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is really, really fucking good. Definitely one of my favorite things that I've heard in the last couple months for sure. I, I'm going to listen to the rest of this and see if it's all this good, but it, it, it strikes me as, uh, incredibly unlikely that this was just one fluke. I imagine that all of the tracks are going to be bangers. And, uh, if that's the case, this will, this will definitely rank among one of the best things that I've heard in, in 2020 so far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, as we've said, as I said on the last episode, I've said on many episodes, always super hyped to get international submissions because now more than ever, there's so much cool shit going on internationally. So it's really fucking cool to hear this. And, you know, jokes, uh, jokes about, you know, occupied Palestine aside, um, you know, the vast majority of, of people there just caught up in a horrible ongoing bloody conflict. Um, it's, uh, it's cool to hear that even in the unlikeliest places in the world, people have enough time and energy and interest to get together in a basement or other space, liminal space, and uh, play dope-ass punk music. That fucking rules. And I guess that's about the closest that a person like me comes to feeling, quote-unquote, inspired. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I fuck with that. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Five. All right. Five is Modern Color. So their new their new LP is not on Bandcamp yet. Um, so we are going to have to turn to Spotify or iTunes for this. It is on all of the all of the streaming services. Um, you can check out their previous work at moderncolor.bandcamp.com. But if you want to hear what we're about to listen to, you'll have to look for it on Spotify or iTunes or uh, any other of the other major streaming services. Title. 
I don't know if that's still a thing. I think it is. Um, all right. So let's see. What's the, I don't even know what the name of this LP is off the top of my head. From the Lees of Your Garden. That's right. I saw, I saw the, uh, the homies in this band posting about it. Um, I had, I think there was a suggestion for which song we should listen to. Um, I think Head Change was one of the suggestions. Um, and that was a song that was actually featured on one of their older EPs and I think was re-recorded for this. Um, yeah, Head Change and then Out of Reach was the other one. So I want to listen to something that they wrote fresh for the LP. So let's, uh, let's listen to that one. So we are going to listen to the song Out of Reach by the band Modern Color off of their new LP from The Leaves of Your Garden. So we just listened to the song Out of Reach by the band Modern Color off of their new LP from the Leaves of Your Garden. But Nate, you you actually listened to the wrong song first, and then it took me some convincing for me to get you to listen to the song we were supposed to listen to. Yeah, I listened to, I don't know, Empty Rooms or something like that uh-huh. um, first, because I couldn't remember which song it was. Yeah. And um, boy, I didn't like that song. Uh-huh. Um, that song was... Uh, so you remember remember that band Sugar Pill? Yeah. And how I was like, man, this is like fucking, you know, this is 
this the sort of stuff that like when you're on the shitter in the in the mall bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're hearing because you can finally hear what's coming over the PA, and you're like, fuck, right? Mm-hmm. That first song that I listened to was a slightly better version of mall shitter music. <laughs> okay, all right. And I, 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 and, and I did, I didn't want to listen to another song um, like that. Um, this okay. song was a little better, but yeah, I don't know, man. This. This was a little too slick. This was a little too, this was a little too far afield of my interests for me mm. to uh, really, uh, you know, fucking be into. Yeah, this this was actually slicker than I was expecting it to be. I I can't speak to the track "Empty Rooms" because I did not listen to that. I only listened to "Out of Reach." It's definitely slicker than the uh, seven inch, which I mean, I guess is reasonable because that seven inch came out almost two years ago now. Um, so one would imagine they had a lot of time to write this LP. Um, the seven inch, I definitely remember being way more rooted in kind of aggressive post hardcore stuff. Um, it definitely had a lot of melody in it, but it wasn't nearly as produced as this. Um, I know that the band has received a fair amount of clout and attention in the interim between the release of the seven inch and this, they've been playing like a lot of hype shows and doing some cool tours and shit. So maybe this is their, uh, they're going for it record. And, well, this you know, has to be because look, cause this is, this is exactly the sort of sound that is just aggressive enough that like virtually anybody that likes guitar based music thinks that it's edgy. Sure, sure, you're sure. Like your right. average fucking schmo, right? That thinks like, yeah. oh, this is this is some cutting edge shit. Listen, listen to that growling bass. Listen to how fucking heavy that is. Um, but again, it's it's like, I don't know, man. This was this was not punk. Nah, it's it's at this point, it's like just kind of barely adjacent to punk. Um, I thought I I actually really liked the one really beefy riff in the track. Um, I thought was cool and definitely harkened back to some of the references that I was making about the kind of 90s post-hardcore stuff that they I think they were drawing more from on their previous material. Um, that beefy riff did it for me. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, that but, was the only part that I liked. And, and, and like the overall, I don't mind the production on it either, like the big fucking production, but I just want, I want more fucking meat on those bones, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And... I don't know, like I, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at uh, a little blurb about this fucking, this particular song mm-hmm. um, that came out on April 24th on uh, No Echo right now. Okay. And somebody in the band says, it's one of our biggest sounding, most aggressive tracks. Uh, hmm. if, if, if that's one of the most aggressive tracks, that pretty much tells you like, if you like a, fu- if you like actually aggressive music, and you don't you know, like you won't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, cause cause like the last the last seven inch came out on Indecision Records. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And and so yeah, exactly. Um, so like I mean, and these are I mean these are dudes with like plenty of hardcore bona fides. Oh, you know what I'm, I'm looking saying? at them, man. I see I see a fucking hand screen. I can't read what it is. Shirt on one of the guys. He's got loads of tattoos. Another guy's got his very own little mustache. He's got a tattoo <laughs> on his forearm. Somebody's got a hand tattoo. Right? That's right. They're they're not scared. <laughs> no, that's when you know you're not dealing with a chicken. And um. They're, you know, they're going for that fucking big sound, man. They're, you know, they're out in California. They know that 
you know, people are just, people are just itching for something that makes them feel aggressive without actually being aggressive. Yeah, for sure, man. You know what this I mean? Is, it's something like, yeah, yeah, listen to that. But like, eh, you know, eh. yeah. go back, go I, back to fucking, go back to fucking target. You fucking prick. <laughs> yeah so i will i will say you know like i said i know a couple of the cats in this band really cool people um this is obviously super well done um very competent musicians well played the production was good that one riff was a banger but it's just a bridge too far for me this is this is this is too close to um to stadium rock masquerading as alt rock. This is too close to contemporary Foo Fighters for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm. it's, it's, it's better than that. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, for what it's worth, I like the, the first couple of Foo Fighters records, but it's just, um, yeah, it just didn't strike me. Cause I, I like really, really liked the seven inch a lot. And when they played, they are a superior live act. They are really fucking good live. They like, they blew me out of the water. Um, I, I still think about that set sometimes and just like be like, damn, that is, that is a good fucking band. Um, so by all accounts, you know, they're doing well. Um, I witnessed it firsthand. They're a great fucking band. Um, I'm sure that this record is uh, getting well-deserved hype and will probably get them some crossover appeal, which I imagine they are savvy enough to have been intentionally going for, in which case more power to you. I hope it gets you there. But yeah, it's just a bridge too far for me. This is this is a little bit outside my wheelhouse. I'm probably, I would not revisit this. I, I wasn't offended by it. It was very well done, but it's just, it, it didn't do much for me. Right. So uh, on that note, let's roll the dice. All right. Um, four. Wow. We've done four, five, six, seven tonight. We have. Okay. So four is one that uh, you have already heard, but I have not listened to yet. Now this I'm, fucking rips, right? Yeah. I'm this, very excited to listen this to this. This is aggressive music for aggressive people, right? <laughs> Indeed. If you, if you, if, 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 if you're uh, not quite the mainstream Right, mm-hmm. you want something a little harder than modern color, right? Yeah, you want something that I don't know. Maybe your girlfriend won't like you listening to. Right? Yeah, you want to be a bad, uh-huh. bad boy. <laughs> this is uh-huh. what you, this is what you're gonna fucking play. <laughs> okay, so so next up we have got Craig Schroeder. Um, this is off of their debut EP, Craig E. Hodet. Um, like I said, this uh, when we were talking about it in the queue, it's a collaboration between some folks from California and some folks from Norway, and I believe that this is in the vein of classic Norwegian um, hardcore. It's uh, something I've seen talked about a lot over the past few days and big upped by people whose opinions I pretty much universally agree with on this kind of shit, so I imagine I am going to fuck with this. Nate, do you think that we should just uh, play the opening track? Should we play the second track? You've heard this. I have not. Yeah, so just I'll go right it. in. Just go right into it. It's it's banger after banger. I mean, so there's more than a few bands with Krig at the front, right? Indeed. I'm yeah. not exactly sure what that means in, you know, Swedish or Norwegian or whatever. Um, but you kind of know what you're in for with Krig, right? Indeed. Indeed, yes. Um, yeah. And... Some of it's good, but some of it is, frankly, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of, um, and it, it it tends to be as informative as just saying like, oh, it's DB. Well, is it good or is it sure. bad, right? Because right. there's plenty of bands with the Krig in front where I'm like, okay, that just blends in. But this fucking, this caught my ear right away. 
So okay, all right. Word. So we we will listen to "Dit Eget Stalingrad" slash "Hatet" by Krieg Schoeder off of their EP "Krieg e Hodet." <laughs> doesn't get better than that uh no it sure doesn't that's uh so we just we just listened to the uh first two tracks i guess off of uh the craig shoulder ep craig i hold it or craig e hold it i don't know it ain't my fucking language but it is my lane that was really really fucking good as you said it does not get a lot better than that that is just straight ahead fast ripping hardcore exactly how i like it right right um uh it was so to back up a little bit on the craig right I think probably for me anyway, the most like sort of like notable band I can think of that has Craig at the front, of course, is Craig Shot. Right. Um, which was basically just Mob 47 sped up a little bit, you know, what, what Mangle, right? Right. Scandinavian Mangle, which is sort of like their fast sort of hardcore version of D beat, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So this was right in lane with like, you know, what I was hoping to hear instead of just sort of a, I guess, more boring, less intense version. This was, this is basically minor threat, fucking uh, void. And, and in fact, in fact, the fucking chorus to that second song sure as hell sounded like a void. I'm pretty sure that's just a, something from a void song. That, that riff. Yeah, yeah, very well may have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't speak the language and, and like my brain is blanking on which void song that is, but that's straight out of a fucking void song. Yeah. Um, it, this was minor threat sped up. This was void. This was mob 47. Um, this was fucking the, uh, you know, a bit of discharge all rolled up into one thing. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Basically a, a formula for success. Um, it's, it would it'd be, it's hard to go wrong with, uh, with, with that, uh, that list of influences and ingredients thrown into a blender. You're coming out with something pretty good. Um, yeah. I was just, really glad that it wasn't like down tuned, like right. burly or, you know what I mean? The, the jangly standard tuning in the guitar actually gave it a sharper edge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad this wasn't like stadium crust. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm, I'm glad that this was like, 
exactly what you said, like the janglier, tinier, trebly guitar tone. I mean, this this felt more in line with something that would have come out between the years of like 1980 and 1985. Yeah, um, which is the sweet spot for me. Yeah, um, you know, I was just listening to Fu's and Jerry's Kids. Uh, I've been listening to those two Matrix demos the last few days, which is another perfect example of contemporary hardcore that harkens back to early 80s stuff. The Matrix, the two Matrix tapes are two of my favorite things to come out in the last 10 maybe 20 years period um this is uh definitely in that wheelhouse i mean it's more blown out and faster but uh similarly could like i said have come out easily in that first wave of hardcore stuff which is always a recipe to win me over mm-hmm. um this is fucking great um i have nothing nothing bad to say about this at all uh everything about it was good yep um, do they have like tapes or seven inches for they sale? They do have tapes. Um, sucks. It's not in the band camp, but if you go to sucks blood, it's like big cartel. There's tapes there. Uh, sorry state has them. They're, they're out and about. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, suckblood.bigcartel.com. And then, yeah, it will probably be in all of the, uh, the, the expected distros like sorry state, as you mentioned, man, there's a lot of fucking text, um, on this page with reviews. Right. They just copy pasted whole reviews from people's websites right into the about section. They wanted to know. They wanted everybody to know. Hey, everybody this EP, likes this. This EP is well loved. Yeah, everybody likes this. And if you don't, you don't like fucking punk rock, right? You don't. You, you're just a fucking idiot. Right, for sure. This is definitely one of those things that falls into that into that category of uh, if you don't like this, you probably just don't like hardcore. Yeah. Um, because this is this is hardcore no modifiers this is just hardcore punk at its best right if you don't like this i I, what are you doing here man um so uh on that note let's let's roll the dice one more time i think i'm looking at our runtime but it's kind of artificially inflated because you had a little technical difficulty with the modern color track and then you had a little technical difficulty with your plumbing and you had to go take a shit um so gotta do what i gotta do right indeed um, so let's roll the dice one more time because uh, we've got uh, we've got some a few messages to get to as well. So let's uh, let's listen to one more thing. All right, one. Okay, one is uh, Terminal Nation. Holocene Extinction is the record. It is on Twenty Bucks Spin. You can find it on the Twenty Bucks Spin Bandcamp. They are a death metal band. That this was sent in. Let me check by who. Holocene Extinction. That was the same name as that um, uh, demo from that um, from Fluke. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, unoriginal fuckers. Well, I guess it's. I guess that uh, that idea is probably in the zeitgeist. In the zeitgeist more than ever right now, huh? You know, I tell you what, just like we, we talked about mad balls and uh, everything else grabbing the attention of, uh, of um, the hardcore youth of the 80s, who would have known that uh, prehistoric extinction events would have been so captivating for the modern grind, hardcore, and uh, death metal bands of today? Indeed. <laughs> who who could have guessed? Particularly the Holocene. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives yeah. a shit about the Holocene? It was so fucking long ago, right? I mean, yeah, I would. I, I mean, so. we're living in the Anthropocene, right? right? We're true. actually living through an extinction event, right? The Holocene. Okay, so go to the Burgess Shale, dig up some stupid fucking animals that couldn't cut it, that didn't make it, and they look weird, right? Like a hallucinogenia or something like that. No one sure. did this shit. And they, you know, like it was so fucking long ago. You know, fuck it, fuck you. You know, <laughs> sorry you didn't fucking make it. 
Um, what you should be worried about is the Anthropocene and all the the poor the poor little animals that are going extinct now, right? That's a fair enough point, I suppose. Right. Okay, so this was sent in by uh, Mike London from Chicago. He has uh, sent some stuff into the show before. We featured one of his bands on the show. So, uh, yeah, he said he might we, we might enjoy this. Um, we should check out the track uh, Leather Envy because it is about bootlickers. And he said we appear to be some individuals who dislike bootlickers, which is an accurate appraisal of our stance, I would say. Sonically, it reminds him of a nice mix of Napalm Death and Entombed, which is definitely speaking to me. I fuck with that. Um, so, uh, cool. We'll take his suggestion and we will listen to the song Leather Envy by Terminal Nation off of their record Holocene Extinction. Okay, we just heard the song Leather Envy by the band Terminal Nation off of their record Holocene Extinction out now on 20 Bucks Spin. And uh, yo, before I say anything else, I got to say the minute I heard that singing on the end of the track, Mm -hmm. I I thought of God of Emptiness by Morbid Angel. And every time I think of God of Emptiness by Morbid Angel, I think only of the Beavis and Butthead review of it. Yes, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that definitely felt like a, it had some morbid angel vibes on, on, on the end of that track. Um, I enjoyed that song. Nate, what'd you think about that? Uh, that was dope. Uh, that, yeah. that is fucking bump in the whip grindcore. For sure. Yeah. Um, that is shit that you want your neighbors to hear so they know that you don't fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with me. I'm listening um, to Terminal Nation. That was really fucking good. I like that. Uh, I mean, it's at least that song. I mean, is essentially any Napalm Death off Napalm Death song off of like it could have been on any one of like the last six albums, right? Right. Essentially, yeah, yeah, since yeah. like <clears throat> Long Live the or the Code is Red. Code is Red, right? I was gonna say right? definitely some some Code is Red vibes. Yeah. I mean, I mean that and, and that singing thing. I mean, ND's been doing that for a while. That's um, true. That it's it's basically I don't know. Um, well, like um, Apex Predator opens up with that dope ass track. That's. Mm-hmm basically just you know barney singing like that and um um they've kind of been doing that for a minute um yeah that was fucking solid that's that's how i want to hear my overproduced fucking like grind um is uh aggressive on point and um i guess interesting right 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was really fucking good. Um, I'm going to listen to the record. I'm, I'm going to listen to the rest of that. And then I'm certainly going to, if there's one more song on that record that sounds like it, and you know, they all fucking sound like that. They all fucking sound just like that song. I'm going right. to buy that record. Yeah, for sure. I want to, I want to check that out for sure. Um, also, I gotta say, man, you you mentioned uh, Apex Predator by Napalm Death. Mm-hmm. That record is not big upped enough, dude. Uh, listen, I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, what's the name of the band? Um, Terminal Nation. Terminal Nation. That was dope, no doubt. I got no, I got nothing bad to say about that. That was fucking dope. But I'm gonna use this moment to say that essentially Napalm Death has only released one genuinely bad record, which is Inside the Torn Apart. Right, and you know, a couple that like maybe one more, we're like mm, halfway there. Right. Which is no, I, I think that, I think that, um, um, Oh shit. What's the, what's the name of the album before In- diatribes, diatribes. There's like, yeah. there's like two good tracks on diatribes. Yeah. Um, so they've released essentially two shitty records, but that band has been on fucking point for 20 years. And let's like the last six or seven albums fucking rip. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Apex Predator was like, I mean, it got really good reviews when it came out, um, yeah. but I just, I don't hear people like talk about it in the same breath that they mentioned, you know, the code is red, but they should because that record fucking rips. Yeah, um, it sure does. And, and you know, that's because they're not new. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's not a single member of the band that was in the first incarnation of it. Um, right. They're not a new band. They're all fucking old grandpas. Shane Embry needs to just shave his head. Stop it. <laughs> Right. For sure. Yeah. Like, dude, you look really like if you look at those crumb suckers records and he's like a fat dude with like curly hair, you know, he's going to look like shit from there on out. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you look at the picture of the band in Utopia Banished. Right. Um, and, and you're like, oh, OK, well, I mean, everybody there looks pretty fucking cool, except for that fat guy with the weird cloudy hair. Right. Right. Um, he looks like Messiah Markelin's like older sloppier brother uh-huh. and now yeah, that's, he's that's, got that's accurate he's got virtually no fucking hair left up top dude just let it go and by all accounts um um uh by all accounts like i've seen plenty of interviews with shane he seems like a nice down-to-earth dude right yeah just cut your fucking locks off man yeah, I, I, know, I agree. You guys are putting out good records. You can't, you can't, you can't be looking like fucking skull heads. <laughs> that's that's fair. Right. Also, Shane Embry definitely wasn't in Crumb Suckers. I don't know which band you were referencing. No, no, no Unseen Terror, not Crumb Suckers. Yeah, yeah, Crumb Suckers. When you New York when you look at the crossover. pictures in Unseen Terror, I think that's yeah. it. There's like a bunch of songs about Garfield on that record. Um, <laughs> if you, if you look at the picture of Shane Embry in that, he looks, you know, you, you know that that's all the better he's ever gonna fucking look. I don't know if there's a bunch of songs about Garfield on there, but there's a few. There's definitely a few songs on that record. Any more than one song about Garfield on a record is a bunch of fucking songs. That, that's that's fair. That is fair. And that is a really good fucking record, too. Yeah. Uh, back back when Earache was like a really dope fucking label. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yo, back to the back to the band at hand. Um, I mean, the fact that we went on an aside about Napalm Death speaks uh, speaks volumes about the co- the quality of this shit because um, you know it takes a really good band for me to actually compare you favor- favorably to Napalm Death. Um, that was that was really good. Um, definitely some entombed guitar tone in there. Um, 
thanks for sending that in, Mike. That was really, really solid. I dig that. I can see why this is getting a lot of hype. This is one of those things where not not unsimilar or not dissimilar to the Craig Schroeder stuff in the sense that it's like, for that, if you don't like that, you probably just don't like hardcore punk. For this, if you don't like this, you you probably just don't like heavy music, right? Because right. this is this is a thing that could appeal to the Intune fan, could appeal to the, the Napalm Death fan, the Morbid Angel fan, whatever. If you're a fan of quote-unquote extreme music, um, there's nothing in the minute and 18 seconds of music that we just heard that should offend your sensibilities. Yeah. You should have enjoyed all of that. You so. sure as shit don't like Grindcore if you, if you didn't like that. Like, Indeed. You're fucking posing, man. I, I, I remember one time, this was maybe 10 years ago, playing a show. We, we played a show down in um, Cincinnati, and I had an, a Napalm Death shirt on and some dude like, in a, you know, with a fucking like beaver tail mullet um, and like, you know, a fucking black studded, you know, battle vest and shit. Some crusty ass dude comes up and says, oh, Napalm Death, man, I like that band a lot. And I was like, oh, really? And I said something about, um, I figured which record it was that had just come out at the time, Smear Campaign. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, the new record Spearman campaign is really fucking good. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't really like anything, other, you know, like I, I don't like anything they had, they've done since Scum. And I looked at him, I was like, then you don't like Napalm Death, <laughs> right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you got like fucking twelve records, and you only like one of them that no one's in the that no one in the current incarnation of the band is on, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like you, you fucking brain dead scumbag. Right, go go fucking play in traffic. Go kick rocks. Right, <laughs> fucking asshole. That's what I told. Him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a uh, that's as good a note as any to end the music for the evening on. We uh, we we've had we had some decent stuff tonight. We we had you know the the opening volley from that grindcore band that was a lot better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, that that band uh, Hevra Hahashmal, if that's how you pronounce it, that was really really fucking good. Like up there with some of the best shit I've heard this year. The for modern sure. color stuff, not not for us, but hey, at least it wasn't. Uh, at least it wasn't like pain pain inducing. And they're going for the um, gold. They're going for the gold, you know, get that money, secure the fucking bag, my friends. Yes. Um, and then that Craig Schroeder and, uh, and uh, Terminal Nation stuff both fucking ripped. Yeah. Um, all in all, some very solid tunes tonight. So let's not roll the dice and risk fucking it up. Uh, sounds like a, that sounds like a plan. Okay, sick. So we will we will just uh, let's let's go and listen to we I think I think we got like three or four uh, voicemails to listen to. So let's bang those out real quick. All right. Yeah, um, I've decided that uh, there are a lot of you motherfuckers out there that uh, eat lunch at Panera to those fucking bread bowls. It's showing. All right. <laughs> that was uh, so that was Larry Gargas. Um, one of my favorite regulars for sure. Um, that's a, that's a solid, that's a solid aspersions to, to, to cast hey. accusing somebody of being a Panera bread bread or a Panera bread bread bowl eater. Dude, I, I will fucking kill some Panera bread sandwiches. <laughs> the, yeah, the, fair enough. The bacon turkey Bravo. Uh-huh. Dude, you get me that and you get me some broccoli and cheddar cheese. I know it comes out of a bag. I know they just dump it in the fucking thing in the back, but it's good. Um, you give me the bacon turkey bravo, you give me some broccoli and cheddar cheese, all the fucking better if it's in a bread bowl, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> like like honestly, yeah. 
utensil bread as a utensil perfect mm-hmm. right i agree with that i agree no with that for sure to clean up right if you're eating yep. anything that needs some sopping put it in some fucking bread eat it with some fucking bread well yo that's why ethiopian food is so dope yeah you know it right the plate is the fucking bread yo the first time i ever got ethiopian food i don't know it's probably 20 years ago right when like ethiopian food would have been like whoa what the fuck you know yeah. um and uh you know, I fucking, I, I didn't know what to expect because, all right, when I was a kid, Ethiopia was, didn't have food. <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. Right. So yeah, that like, was, that was always the association in my brain growing up as well. Yeah. Like Ethiopia didn't have food. Right. right. Um, and, and I remember like, you know, there, we would even like, like somehow that became part of the thread. Like if we didn't eat dinner, which was never an issue for me, but for my, my siblings, it might've been, you know, to eat dinner and be like, you know, well, I'm not going to send it to Africa and feed all the starving children there. That would be said, you know, like, yeah, for like, sure. Same. Like Ethiopia was notoriously bereft of food. Indeed. Um, there are no shortage of like hardcore and crust records from the early nineties with like little bloated, starved Ethiopian children, right? Indeed. I mean, shit, look at plastic surgery disasters, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I thought I'm a big eater, right? And I, I was a big eater 20 years ago. Unfortunately, I am still a big eater today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will absolutely fucking murder food if you put it in front of me. That's true. So much so that I have to like get it away from me you know what i mean like i have to like not have it in my field of vision and then i don't eat it but if you put if you put fucking 15 fucking lobsters in front of me i'm gonna eat all 15 of them right you know what i mean you're like a horse yeah i'm just gonna keep eating so anyway i didn't know what to expect with ethiopian food so i got like this platter deal right Mm -hmm. and it was a mountain of fucking food you know, it was like four of the vegetarian dishes and like three of the meats and then like the injera and all the rolls and stuff, like the rolled up injera and everything. And I couldn't eat it all. Yeah. And I tried. God damn it. Did I try? But I couldn't. <laughs> and I also was not in a position where I could save it. Essentially, I right. made a fucking hog out of myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I made a fucking hog out of myself. And... um uh, in front of people that maybe I didn't want to make a hog out of myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? That I wanted to maybe think a little better of me <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. And I felt really fucking bad about throwing it away. Yeah. Because I too. in my head, all I could picture was like these, f- the, the kids over in Ethiopia starving. <laughs> and here I am some fucking fat American throwing away a, a, a fucking, you know, a good three days worth of eating. <laughs> yeah, I would feel like fucking shit in that situation. Yeah, but I will tell you, dude, Ethiopian food is one of my favorites. Um, it's really good. We had that super bomb Ethiopian food when we were at the, in uh, Richmond at the beginning of the year. Yo, and the the joint here in Fort Wayne closed. I know it's a bummer. It is a bummer because that was they were they were pretty fucking good too. But whatever, we'll wait for another one. Indeed. All right, let's listen to uh, our next message. Well, I just heard. The news today seems my life is gonna change. I close my eyes, begin to pray. Tears of joy. 
on my face with thumbs wide open. All right. <laughs> I was waiting to see if there would be like an, a different joke or like the they would change the lyrics or anything, but I like that it was just a straightforward delivery of lyrics from Creed's smash hit with arms wide open. Yeah, yeah, donkey, donkey singing and all. Yeah, I found uh, I found a Creed um, a Creed long sleeve T shirt. Uh, while out thrifting the other day, picked it up and sold it to uh, our friend Wes King within 10 minutes of acquiring it. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking wild, dude, because I wouldn't even wipe my ass with that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel you know the same. What I mean? how, fucking, how fucking goddamn weird is it that, like, for a brief moment in the early part of the, uh, of the, of the 21st century, right? Yeah. This is this is the century that was heralded to be heralded to be you know modern living. This is when this is when we really take off and the sky's the fucking limit. And in the early part of the twentieth and twenty first century, we had Christian rock bands tiptoeing up to and crossing the fucking line of like major stardom. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bizarre, dude. Right. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. I'm telling you what, man, 9-11 broke our collective fucking brains. Osama bin Laden sure as shit fucking won that. <laughs> he did, man. He brought, it's, I'm sure that there are some like actually like legit, I'm sure there are some interesting papers and studies into the way in which 9-11 like irrevocably shifted the cultural uh, atmosphere of North America. Oh my God. It, it, you don't even need a fucking study. You know what I mean? That'd be like, that'd be like doing an academic study just to get the data just to get the, just to get the data. So you can have statistical fucking evidence that men on average are taller than women. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. It does seem pretty self-evident that that is it's, the case. It's extremely self-evident. And, and like, I know that like Creed, Creed was kind of getting big in the late nineties. I remember Yeah, they were. Yeah. Cause I remember, you know, in college we'd go bowling me and some friends every, every fucking week. And then some other people started showing up and, uh, I don't know. There was this, this one fucking, this one girl that would like, you know, fucking talk to me or try to talk to me about music. And I, she started asking about Creed stuff. And it was like system of them. Like, no, you know, and no, that fucking sugar band. Fuck off. Um, and eventually I just, I just said to her, please just stop bothering me. Leave me alone. <laughs> and she did, she didn't, she didn't come to the fucking bowling anymore. So yeah, um, I'm sure she fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah. Human clay came out in 99, um, and definitely had like, or like some pretty big smash hits that had higher on it that had, uh, with arms wide open. Yeah. And, and but then. Then weathered that one came out in two thousand one. I think just a couple months after, yeah, uh, the night the nine eleven terrorist attack, right? And it had the smash hit "My Sacrifice" on it. Oh, I'm telling you what, man, if nine eleven hadn't have happened, mm -hmm. Creed would be not even a fucking footnote in rock and roll history from ninety five to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, the 3,000 or so lives lost on 9-11 aren't the real tragedy. Here. I mean, holy, what, what, what a successful and utterly consequential bit of chaos magic that was. 
Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the Oregon energy unleashed that day. Yeah. Um, it wrought creed. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next message. I see the uh, president is uh, calling Antifa terrorist group. But I, I'll tell you all, all you demo listeners who the real terrorists are. Women. All right. Well, you know, not much to say about that. <laughs> I think that that's that's a statement that stands on its own. <laughs> I agree. So to round out the evening, we've got. I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing a very familiar area code. We got the San Antonio boys back. Okay. Back in back in the call queue. We've got one call from one number and one from another. So it's probably John and then Stout in in succession. So let's listen to John's message first. Yo, I got a fucking bone to pick with Stout, that little fucking oatmeal brain motherfucker. He's trying to tell me that he is an audiophile, that he can hear dynamic notes. And he's trying to tell me that the Gizm remasters are good and sound any better than the polished turd that is the original Gizm mixes. Those records sound like hot fucking garbage and are fucking amazing. But he is not going to sit here and tell me that he knows dynamic range that he can tell the difference between wave and flat files if I randomly put them on. He is so full of shit. If you hear this, go fuck yourself, Stout. Actually, I'm going to go message you to go fuck yourself. And when I'm done messaging you, I'm going to go pick you up and tell you to go fuck yourself again because you don't know the difference between dynamic files because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm getting very heated, very heated over this oatmeal brain-ass take that he knows dynamic files when in, in reality he can't tell the difference between a fart and a, and a piece of shit. I am so heated right now. I'm going to go shit. So I think that might be one of my favorite things. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. You don't know piss from shit. Yeah. You can't tell the difference between a fart and a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good variation it, on a classic. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's very awkward to say. Um, yeah. It's juvenile. That's That's a good one. That's a keeper. It is. So, so John Espino is mad at Stout um, because Stout has evidently claimed that he can hear the difference between MP3s and FLAC files and that the Gizm remasters actually sound any different than the original um, Gizm mixes. Now, I'm just going to say this. I don't know. That could be Stout's autistic power because one thing about autism that a lot of people don't realize is that each autist has one power that is specific to them. They're like mutants. I, I've um, seen a few TV shows about superheroes that sometimes have an autistic person in them, and it seems to be the truth. That seems to be the case. Yes, exactly. So if you're autistic, you have a, you have a power. You have some sort of genetic mutation that gives you a special power, and it could just be that Stouts is the ability to, at, at will, um, tell you the difference between an mp3 file and a flac file that could be i don't want to question that so yo what if what if instead of vaccines causing autism and autism being like you know this thing that i guess you know is uh undesirable for a parent uh -huh. um what if vaccines cause autism but autism also imparts a superpower and so you wouldn't have any anti-vaxxers they're just like trying to get as many vaccines in their kids as possible <laughs> Hoping that they 
that they get autism and hoping that yeah. they get some sort of superpower. <laughs> and their only superpower is that they have like a bolstered immune system. Right. Because they got the vaccines. Yeah. 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 Right. That would, that'd be a different world we were living I in for sure. Think people are stupid enough that if you started a uh, media campaign, especially popular media, um, and like, you know, um, we'll say, uh, um, poorly sourced YouTube videos, you might be able to turn the tide. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, dude. Um, conspiracy thought is officially taken hold in the mainstream consciousness. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think you're incorrect at all. This is the moment for it. So maybe you and I can engineer something cool and get it going. I tell you what, now that's some chaos magic. Engineering Indeed. conspiracy very videos that convince conspiracy theorists to do either the opposite of what they're doing or just kill themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, all you got to do is fucking pull the plug. Rollins band, <laughs> disconnect. Listen to that fucking song, right? Just pull the fucking plug. You will open your eyes in reality, right? <laughs> this is all a fucking lie, man. This is all a fucking lie. You got to pull it out. You got to disconnect. You got to disconnect yourself. Yeah. You got to bring it on down, right? <laughs> So what you're essentially saying is that we're repackaging the plot of the Matrix via the Henry Rollins band. <laughs> enough enough time has gone by that nobody would even fucking notice that it's the Matrix. Hmm. Yeah, that's maybe. No, nobody would even fucking notice, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, to round out the evening, let's listen to what I can only assume is Stout's rebuttal to John's call. Yo guys, um, this is I guess uh, the stout, you know how they call it here. Uh, I'm just at work right now, just you know, up in my boss's office, and uh, I just had a few uh, minutes I wanted to share. Was um, I'm sure John has uh, contacted the the hotline too. Um, I don't 100% know what he said, but if I had to guess along the lines, it might have something to do with uh, remasters and dynamics. And I just want to say, you know. If your form of a remaster is just turning things up, making them louder, you know, causing the whole uh, EQ where there is no definition or dynamic whatsoever, that it's just one fat line of uh, loudness and you can't even hear anything. I mean, that's not really a remaster. You're just turning the fucking volume up and crushing it at that point. I mean, cool, but don't tell me you're a fucking remaster engineer, you know? I mean, especially the drums when they sound like fucking shit. So that's just my uh, hot take of the day. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. All right. <laughs> All right. So I kind of liked that because, like, he he was pretty confident that John had called, but he wasn't exactly sure what John had said. So it, like, kind of just became, like, a pedantic diatribe about the minutia of what it means to be, like, good at remastering stuff, which kind of plays into exactly what John was just lambasting him for. <laughs> it got me thinking it would be really funny to take an album that historically, you know, is revered but sounds like shit, like a Gizm yeah. record or whatever. Sure. Um and remaster it and it just make it a totally different record. <laughs> what you mean just like release a new record? Not not a new record. In, so so that it's not even the same music. You mean like do like a remix remaster so you're like dragging and dropping 
instrumentals around from track to track and no shit. no like if you clean up those old fucking gizm tracks it suddenly sounds like peter paul and mary oh you're saying like what if <laughs> yeah like it's totally fucking it's a totally different fucking record <laughs> like buried underneath the muck and the mire of that mix <laughs> yes yeah we totally misunderstood what gizm was trying to go for the entire time <laughs> that that the would only be the, and the only reason that anybody liked the band so much was because of the shitty recording, which I yeah. said before. That's that's a big component to like why I like certain bands and certain releases. Like if they, if, sure. if if I've said it before, like if um, some of the crossed out stuff was was like really professionally recorded and sounded really clear and good, it would not be nearly as fucking like legendary. Right. Um, the point is that it sounds like he's screaming through fucking wax paper you know what i mean yeah um, but uh yeah like just clean it up and everything and it turns out it's not even fucking punk rock that that sounds like the basis for like a, a mr show sketch or something <laughs> i know it's pretty stupid i know I, I like it though um so on that note i get oh wait actually i wanted to say uh stout i know i messaged you the other day i haven't shipped your keyboard yet because for the life of me i've been to every fucking lowe's in this city i've been to every target and walmart and i cannot find a fucking box that meets the dimensions for this fucking keyboard i have like i'm gonna probably have to or uh somebody suggested i check into u-haul they might have one that would fit it i have like the fucking bubble wrap and everything go buy a keyboard dump it out and you get a box (laughs) (laughs) now that is a really really good idea i go and spend more money on a new keyboard than i was paid for by stout to purchase the old one so that i have a box of perfect perfect proportions to ship his keyboard it just it just shows your dedication to your customer that's true for sure i may lose a couple hundred bucks but i'll get a five-star review that's right (laughs) <laughs> so stout that keyboard is coming i appreciate your patience on that um i'm probably just gonna have to build a box or yeah i'm gonna go to u-haul this week and see if they they're they're my last hope um but yeah so on that note we'll wrap it up for the day i will do the some quick housekeeping um if you want to become a patron you can go over to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast we like i said at the beginning of the episode we're hosting our weekly mixtapes on there we are about to wrap up our rorschach family tree series we have parts one and two up right now we should be recording part three this week and then ideally it should be up by this coming weekend um if you want to you know if you donate five bucks and up uh you get access to all of our patreon content as i have mentioned on the last couple episodes we have our homie dusty designing a shirt right now the early sketch i saw looked really cool we, we got some other stuff in the works that we've been stockpiling to send out to our uh, ten dollar and up patrons if you want to submit some music you can send it to demo listen podcast at gmail.com uh, the only stipulation is that it is a year or less old and that it is at least tangentially related to punk music and then finally if you want to call in you can reach us at 260-222-8341 just go ahead and leave a message for us um, I've talked to a couple people about, uh, we got some potential guests in the work and the works in the next few weeks. Um, I'm, th- I've, I've been thinking about how to like facilitate like a live call in show because we have, you know, everybody's got hella downtime right now. I think it would be fun to do, um, yeah. kind of mentioned it on the last episode. So I'm still trying to, to, to think about how to finagle the logistics of that. So we got some ideas in the work. Uh, in the works um until then if you like the show 
rate and review it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever your chosen podcatcher is. Again, you know, I said at the top of the episode, we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, that's sick. I didn't foresee that when we started. I didn't see, um, you know, hundreds of people listening to us just basically our diarrhea word vomit every week, but you do, and I appreciate it. So um, on that note, Nate, you got any closing thoughts? Nope, not at all. All right. We will catch you next week.